Welcome to Brief Encounters. I'm Nikki Irish with the DC Bar Lawyer Assistance Program. I'm the Outreach and Education Coordinator, and I'm fortunate enough to have with me today Denise Permay, the Associate Director of the Lawyer Assistance Program. And I'm actually just going to get right into the conversation and start with a question for Denise. The DC Bar Lawyer Assistance Program offers free evaluations and counseling for bar members, judges, and law students in DC. What services are offered, and have these changed this year to adapt to the pandemic? Great questions, Nikki, and thank you, and I'm happy to be here. The DC Bar Lawyer Assistance Program has always offered free, strictly confidential evaluations, counseling, and referrals for mental health symptoms, substance use concerns, and stress related to career, home life, grief, relationship problems, literally anything that can affect a lawyer and create a, a need to speak to a mental health professional. There are a lot of stressors affecting lawyers in normal times, um, and this past year, that stress level is at an all-time high, with lawyers suddenly having to work at home, schools that closed, courts closing, and many other pandemic-related difficulties. So between the pandemic and the impact of long-standing racial inequities and police-related violence and trauma this past summer, Many people experienced trauma responses, high anxiety, and depression. So the Lawyer Assistance Program began offering video counseling sessions almost immediately after everything closed down in March 2020. We conduct evaluations and short-term counseling via a secure video teletherapy platform. So in normal times, we had face-to-face -face counseling sessions. But in March 2020, we went to strictly teletherapy. We also began offering a weekly support group through the um, online video feed for lawyers who wanted peer support. So the support group members meet online in a private Zoom meeting, and a, an LAP counselor is uh, at that meeting as well. Those are some things we've put into place immediately, and we've been continuing them all year to try to meet our clients' needs during this pandemic year. The LAP also worked on various materials and tip sheets on how to navigate from a mental health perspective, uh, how to navigate the extraordinarily difficult period of time we've all been in. Folks can see our materials and learn about LAP services on the DC Bar website in this section for lawyers. And we can be reached through email at LAP at dcbar.org. In thinking about all of that, I realize we've done a lot of outreach this year to try to reach people. And Nikki, you are the LAP Outreach and Education Coordinator. Can you say a bit about how Lawyer Assistance Program outreach has changed in the last year and the issues you're seeing for the voluntary bar associations, legal employers, and other lawyer groups? Sure, thank you. Um, what I would say is, like everyone else, you know, outreach also adapted quickly to virtual where Zoom presentations have become the norm. What I have to say is actually we have a lot better attendance virtually than we have in person. So, you know, I actually do see them as part of our future moving forward as well. 
in terms of content, what I've noticed is this progression over time of this past year. While everyone has been faced with challenges, each entity clearly has experienced different ones, as you previously mentioned. But from an outreach perspective, what we've really focused on is getting the word out that the struggle is normal, that there are resources available to people if they are struggling, and that you don't have to do this alone. You know, in the beginning, the presentations were kind of focused on the finding your footing, right? The world is now drastically changed. I, I don't know what to do. How I'm completely even out of just my normal routines and my normal coping mechanisms. So how do we find our footing in there? And then kind of over time, the presentations kind of moved to, well, how do I maintain this footing now? Like this is like a version of a new normal. How do I take care of myself in this space amidst all of this stress, anxiety, and trauma? And now we're moving towards kind of presentations that are like refinding my footing as we enter in this next phase of re-entry into the hybrid world. So we'll see what, you know, the next phase after that is, but I do think that's where we are. And it really is all about trying to normalize experiences, help people recognize signs and symptoms for whatever that might be, if things are beginning to interfere and then know where to seek help, whether that's the lawyer assistance program, whether that's another lawyer assistance program throughout the country or their AAP or some other you know, resource. But what I will say is that I've noticed in doing the outreach, the struggles have varied, right? Attorneys have struggled because their clients are struggling. They have struggled because they're trying to be both teacher and parent every, or you know, teacher and lawyer every single day under the crushing weight of racial trauma. But whatever the struggle is, the isolation is a big factor, feeling like they are alone in the struggle. And a significant benefit of doing these presentations is to help people realize that they aren't alone. You know, what they're experiencing isn't about them. It's not something that they're doing wrong. They're kind of able to connect with that common humanity piece that they're human too. And that we all are experiencing suffering. It just may look different for each person. And not being alone is such a powerful thing. And it's why I would encourage any entity to host presentations or forums for conversation. There are things we're happy as the lab to help facilitate. And because the connection makes such a big difference to our well-being and kind of connecting to that, right? Speaking of connection, can you talk to us a little bit about this free well-being fair that's going to be held on May 6th? You know, why the DC bar decide to do the host this fair and what's being offered? I'm happy to do that. You know, given the last year and everything that we've all gone through, the DC bar well-being fair was developed as a response to this past year. Um, DC Bar communities reached out to the Lawyer Assistance Program staff, myself, and asked if we could partner with them to develop a free half-day well-being event for for anyone, not just lawyers, but anyone who wanted to take a break and focus on their personal well-being. It was originally, I think, supposed to be maybe just two hours, uh, and it's grown to, I think, probably more than a half day at this point. Um, It's almost a whole day. But, you know, given everything that happened in 2020, we thought that offering sessions and education that could help folks focus on taking care of themselves during these tough times. Um, So it's been in the planning stages for quite a while. We developed the program to offer sessions that addressed some of the effects that this past year has had on people from a mental health and emotional standpoint. We are starting the day with a presentation about the results of a study that was completed last year, the latest, uh, it's a national study on lawyer mental health. Patrick Krill, a national expert on lawyer well-being, 
will be speaking at the opening of the Wellbeing Fair about the results of his study and the important information that was gleaned from the anonymous survey that was sent out last year. And the DC Bar participated in that survey. Uh, DC Bar members, a randomly selected sample of members were sent this anonymous survey to fill out. And the researchers were looking at who, who is suffering the most stress in their legal career and what is the impact of that stress level on the field of law. Studies like this one can help people because when looking at the results, we can realize that we're not the only ones by far who are struggling with the most stressful aspects of law practice. So Patrick starts the day talking about that. One of the most prevalent emotional effects that people have been dealing with this past year is grief. So one of our breakout sessions on May 6th is about grief. Um, so many people have been grieving this year. There were so many losses, some bigger, some smaller. And although grief is a universal, normal human experience, we often can use guidance when it hits us. We don't have, not everyone has experience with that level of grief that this year brought. So we have an expert um, who's doing a breakout session on grief. And then speaking as someone who's going to host the parenting panel, there will be a panel on parenting and speaking as a parent of a five and two-year-old, the toll that this has taken on parents this year. Clearly been particularly difficult for parents of school-age children. Many parents have had to work full-time jobs and take care of kids whose schools and daycares were closed. They experienced an incredible amount of stress due to these demands. It's just excruciating to want to take care of your children to the best of your ability in a pandemic while simultaneously wanting to maintain your job performance and responsibilities. The result were parents feeling failing in both categories and their stress stressors through the roof. And we still don't know right now, right? Like we're hopeful what the, the future is going to hold, but the uncertainty too of the even coming school year, it still presents a significant source of stress and anxiety. You know, in reality, parents are doing the best anyone can in such challenging circumstances, but we're offering a session about parenting to address that stress and offer some tips for navigating parenting during these difficult times. Another thing that we have noticed this past year is the use of alcohol has increased significantly. Many people drink when they're stressed, anxious, or depressed. So it's not exactly a surprise more people are turning to that as a coping mechanism, but it is alarming. We're offering a breakout session about how to become mindful of your own use of alcohol and knowing kind of how and when to cut down. Another thing we're offering is a stress management presentation. That'll be at the end of the day. Well, it's going to be a yoga session. That's the one I'm looking forward to most. But we actually we know have both. So we're offering a stress management presentation and Oh, yes. Yoga. Thank you. Thank and you for clarifying. Yoga. I'm sorry. Our lunchtime, yeah. lunchtime That's actually, right. will be our wonderful volunteer, Bonnie, who's a stress management, who will talk about stress management tips. Yes. And at the end, there will be a yoga session. We'll also help with stress management. Yes. Um, and the yoga session is being done by a lawyer, a lawyer who's a yoga instructor, yeah. like multi-talented person. Yeah. Clearly, it is a full day of events, <laughs> and all of them are great, and I'm really looking forward to them. But even if you can only attend one of the sessions, we welcome you to attend anything. Just taking time to show up for yourself in any capacity, whatever that might look like for you, we really do welcome that, and we hope you will join us. Again, it's a free session. It's a free day of kind of events and open to anyone. If you're curious for want some more information, There'll be um, information, including descriptions and a link to registration in the show notes. So, you know, talking about this fair, 
hoping to kind of shift a little bit into this next phase of life, but we still should focus on what's been happening this past year. So we know this past year has had a profound impact on mental health. Is there light at the end of the tunnel yet? And Denise, can you offer any insight into what the LAP sees coming in the near future in terms of mental health? You know, that is a great question. And we've thought a lot about this because we, we see clients all the time. So we see their challenges. Some of the challenges that LAP staff are anticipating are those that are related to our capacity for adjustment to the opening up of the country, for instance, and to the possible return to an office setting. For many people, the, the vigilance and the anxiety level that was ever present this past year uh, will just not be easy to shake. It's, it's not easy to just, you know, on a dime change and reorient ourselves to the world after this past year. It is really difficult to ease our anxiety or change our behavior quickly. Our brains are not built that way. So many people will feel stress about returning to the new normal even after it seems safer. And we don't know what the pandemic will look like after the summer or how many people will get vaccinated in this country. Uh, will we get herd immunity at some point? So I think there's a lot of stress for people about all of this and all of these uncertainties. And I, I think one key is understanding you know, within ourselves that conflicting feelings are normal we're going to feel happiness and fear, uh, you know, simultaneously about some of these changes that we might be seeing this summer and also into next fall. And, you know, honestly, some people have had an easier time working at home and they won't want to return to a downtown office setting on a daily basis. For many people, having a daily commute was not helpful to their mental health in the past. There's enormous stress associated with a long commute, for instance, or stuck in traffic for an hour. And, you know, the D.C. area has extremely high traffic rates patterns, um, you know, one of the worst in the country. So that's a mental health stressor as it is. And so for many people, this past year has worked better for them from that standpoint. Um, I would say I've heard from a lot of introverts uh -huh. oh, <laughs> that right. they did not realize actually the toll that being in the office took on them. Exactly. There's that too. Personality and introvert and extrovert can greatly impact how comfortable you are in, in a crowded office setting, for instance. So there's that. So everyone's different in terms of what, what kinds of feelings would be coming up for them thinking about this, you know, return to moving towards a new normal. Um, and so I think what's important in our message is this, that whatever feelings you have about moving towards a new normal, you know, make sure to let those feelings in and let yourself feel them without judgment. You know, try to meet those feelings with self-compassion and understanding. And that goes for other people's feelings too, when you're seeing people around you and what they're experiencing from an emotional standpoint to tell yourself that all feelings are valid. We are all doing this for the very first time. There is no emotional roadmap to use for something like this. So we would say, uh, Try your best to treat yourself like you would treat a, any road-weary traveler that you come across with a lot of compassion, rest, and a hug. And if you need some help, don't hesitate to reach out. Exactly. We're here for you. The Lawyer Assistance Program is here. We offer confidential, free um, evaluations and counseling. So there's no, nothing to be lost from reaching out to us if you're, if you're struggling with any of this. 
if you are concerned about someone else struggling, I'd also say that. I think some people forget that we can be a resource to others, right? So if you're concerned about a colleague, if you're concerned about a family member, also free and confidential to reach out to us and say, hey, I, I've noticed this. How can I talk to this person? What are resources available to them? And we're happy to do some consultations around that too. So, you know, between whether yourself or for someone else, just know that our services are available to you and they are free and they are confidential. I say this in every presentation about 10 different times, free and <laughs> confidential. So thank you all for listening. We really appreciate your time. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Nikki.